Well, here we go. Here we go. Had to do a quick little, forgot what I was doing. I've been off for a while. Quick little bit of photography work there, but we got it sorted out. We're here. It's Monday night. I am Chris Schreier, your host, and this is, of course, the Toronto Beer Podcast. Let me explain myself after we've listened to this absolute banger of a song. This is Rob Curry and the Curry Brothers with our theme link, Ray Gunn. every time. Hey, uh, apologies. Now, I think I forgot to mention before the long weekend that I typically don't do podcasts on the Monday of the long weekend, and the Monday of the long weekend was no exception to that. I uh, went out and watched the fireworks, and it was quite nice. And then last week, I'd had a tattoo done on my back on the Friday, and uh, I'd, I'd unwrapped it Sunday night. I had a terrible night's sleep. I was exhausted last Monday when I got back from the rugby pitch and just did not have it in me. So apologies for the two-week break, but hey, it's good to be back. Good to be back drinking a beer. You might hear some background sound. That's because I have to have my window open because it is now summer. And in summertime, the window's open. Sometimes I don't wear a shirt. I mean, I'm only wearing a tank top, but sometimes it's even less uh, because it can get a little toasty in this here room, but it's quite comfortable today. Sadly, because of all that smoke. Did you look up in the sky today and think, man, it looks really overcast. A couple of people at work were like, man, I hope it doesn't rain today. And I said, what are you afraid it's going to rain? Fire? That's smoke. Anyway, it wasn't a cloudy day today. Just looked that way because the sky was full of smoke. I have a bit of a sore throat from that, I think. I just feel like I've been talking too much today, but I haven't been talking much. So forgive me if I get a little jazzy sounding. Hey, I think I've had enough jibber jabber. Let's get into this. Look at this bad boy. Woo! This is Party Sharks Foggy IPA from Refined Fool Brewing in Sarnia, Ontario, right down at the border, border town near Fort Erie, if you're on the other side of the border. But I digress. Let's get a pour going for the kids at home. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's looking like what I was expecting it to look like. This stuff is opaque. <laughs> this is opaque. It is sort of the color of orange juice, but without pulp. There are no floaties. I don't see any floaties in there. Not even at the bottom. It's clean. It's just very, very hazy. Now, there's a hint in the name. It's called Foggy IPA. And I have a theory that I'm going to put to the test when I taste it. But I think I know where that foggy is coming from. And it would also explain why it's so dang hazy. It's so dang hazy because of biotransformation. That's my guess. Let's give it a sniff and see. Let's just have a little chat. Get to know this uh, here beer. Well, I mean, it smells amazing. It smells like mangoes. 
grapefruit juice and orange juice. Uh, maybe even a little lime. Very citrusy is what I'm getting to. Probably a bit of pineapple. It's like just everything you want in the word tropical. Not really getting any evergreen, which is fine. Hmm. And this is the thing. I wonder if I'm smelling with my brain, not with my nose. I wonder if I get just a little bit of apple in there. Like a nice crisp red apple. Could be. Could be, and I'll explain why if it is. Let's have a sip. Hmm. Well, Anthony joined us, but seems to have dropped off, but that's okay. We'll forgive Anthony for that. That beer. Oh, I was just at the rugby pitch working with the kids. Actually, I was I wasn't really working with kids tonight. I was working with parents tonight. I was handing out kit. Um, still, I did a heavy workout this morning. I've been tired all day. This beer's delicious. Mmm. That is so good. Hmm. Tropical fruit, yep. Mango, maybe even like touching kiwi. Citrus is a little bit more peely, a little less juicy on the palate compared to the nose, but it's not a particularly bitter beer. Oh, here's Ben Johnson. Hey, Ben. What do you make of that? That's Party Shark's Foggy IPA from Refined Fool down your neck of the woods. Not too far from you. And uh, it is opaque. H2O-pake. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, like maybe some kiwi in there with mango. Maybe a bit of grapefruit juice. That would be the extent of the juiciness. The rest is like more citrus peely. Hmm. I was saying, though, it's not sweet. There is a bit of bitterness, but it is not a bitter IPA. This is very much a New England style IPA, and I'm here for it. Mm. Yeah. So here's the thing. I think that this is probably the, the allusion to foggy and IPA is they probably used Escarpment's Foggy London uh, yeast, which is an English style ale yeast, which is what the real cool kids use to make New England style IPAs. It used to be, obviously, you would make an IPA with um, Cali Ale, like just US, uh, what, 01 or whatever it was called. Um, clean. Uh, highly attenuating, easy uh, yeast to work with. But with the New England styles, and especially when you're using biotransformation, which I suspect that this beer has. Oh, sorry, that tattoo I was telling you about. Oh, it's itchy. Oh, that's so good. Sorry. Um, 
cool kids got into using English style yeasts. English style yeasts do kick off some yeasty esters, which in some cases can show up as uh, apple, apple pears, sometimes tree fruit, uh, more generically. And I'm not getting so much apple on the palate. There is also a bit of pineapple, by the way. Pineapple and mango both have some... There's some Venn diagram overlap uh, with them and apples, but I'm not really getting a ton of appleiness on the palate. I think I do still smell it, though. But again, I might be tasting and smelling with my brain because I'm expecting it versus actually getting that in my olfactory senses. It's an unfortunate reality of not drinking a beer blind is uh, you, you have to accept that your eyes and your brain are going to impact what you smell and taste. That said, this is delicious. Mm. So creamy, which again, biotransformation, also 99% sure oats, maybe some wheat. You always wonder with a beer like this, is that tanginess, that little zip coming off the hops or off wheat or both? Because it can be both. Uh, and, and indeed, I think in this case, it probably is both. What are we looking for on the hops? It's got citron at 100 percent. Probably mosaic, just given the style. Quite tropical and again, biotransformation. Mm. I keep just throwing away the word biotransformation. I know we've talked about this, but remember, this is when we take hops and we add them while the beer is still actively fermenting. So the yeast is still active and the yeast itself will actually transform some of the terpenes that you get out of the hops. So a hop that tastes one way when you use it, um, as a dry hop will taste differently when you biotransform it. And the, and the only way you get that taste is through biotransformation. Okay. Um, all of those big juicy tropical notes though, really scream citra and mosaic at me. It isn't quite citrusy enough for me to think there's like mandarina or something in there. It isn't really spicy at all. I'm guessing it's not Cascade or Chinook because of that. It could just be Citroën Mosaic. You know what? I bet the internet knows. Party Sharks. Yeah, that's it. Foggy IPA. Turns out if you put in Party Sharks, it comes right up. Galaxy, Citra Galaxy and Mosaic. Yeah, I'll buy that. The citrusiness, as it's building on my palate, the citrusiness, um, it's almost coming across like, um, like an orange candy. Sorry, I just want to. Does anyone have any more information on this? Not really. Hmm. Well, I'm not going to read somebody else's review. They can suck an egg. I'm doing it myself. 
I was kind of hoping for a little bit more ingredient information. Nothing on the can. Beautiful can, though. I really like that package. Yeah, malt, not a whole lot to talk about there. But I think there is some wheat in there. And I'm pretty sure there's oats because it's so creamy. It's so creamy. Mmm. If they dropped a hit of vanilla in here, this would become a creamsicle IPA. It's delicious. Um, and yeah, finish a little bit of tartness on the side of the palate. A lot of tropical fruits and like just the softest bit of bitterness. It's quite nice. This is a very solid New England style IPA. Um, and even... It, even if you're a person like Ben Johnson who claims you don't really like these kind of fruity, juicy, dumbed-down IPAs that don't really have an assertive of uh, hops, you still might get down to this one. This one doesn't taste like you're drinking a Hawaiian punch that's just been carbonated. It still has a really interesting hop thing going on without being, like, overly tropical, but it's, it's a very tropical forward beer without a doubt. And again, it's New England, so it's not super bitter. Most of these hops probably went in after the flame out. So just a guess. Mm -mm -mm. And what pray tell will you eat with this? I mean, New England IPA, we're, we're looking in the usual category. I want to go with, and it's summertime now. I want to go with a nice piece of grilled fish. You know, I often talk about like jerk fish. Jerk fish might not be the right call. A little too spicy. And the, um, I don't know if the scotch bonnets in this are going to necessarily be the best of buddies. So maybe not jerk fish. But just a nice like tropical style grilled bit of fish. You could do it like in papillot, like in a bag of foil, ideally. Not a bag. Don't put it in a bag. That's going to catch fire. Um... But uh, just make sure you're hitting it with um, maybe some ginger, uh, some citrus juice, you know, lemon, lime, whatever. Remember, with fish, you really don't want to put that on early. You want to put that on like right before you cook it because that will actually start breaking down the fish, like cooking it a little. Um, and then, yeah, like without getting into the jerk spicy hot range, you could get some of those flavors like allspice that goes in there, white pepper. Um, there's something obvious here I'm missing that goes in jerk seasoning. Anyway, brain's not working too well right now. You could even put in some warm spices like cinnamon or nutmeg, which way underrated when it comes to uh, citrus fruit cooking. Uh, the spices themselves aren't really going to do much with this beer. They'll be interesting, but they're not drawing anything out in particular here. Um, you're more just taking a nice bit of fish that's got some citrus that kind of simpatico with the beer. I think that's what you're looking at. That's what I'm looking at. I'm going to have a salmon burger in a couple of minutes. I'll probably finish this beer, though. Sorry. You could have a salmon burger, like me. Be like Chris. Eat a salmon burger. It's delicious. Salmon burgers, by the way, real easy to make. Get some, like, frozen salmon... You don't need to go fancy on this. Thought, chuck it in the food processor, blitz it around, add some flavors, pack into a patty, cook. That's it. That's literally it. It's pretty simple. Um, that one was a freebie, guys. You normally only get what I suggest with the beer. You just got a recipe. Mm -mm -mm. Anyway, this is Party Sharks. 
foggy IPA from Refined Fool out of Sarnia. Super cool brewery. If you're down that way, check them out. I've only been once, and I would like to go back. I really enjoyed my, my visit there. I got this at the LCBO. I believe you can definitely get Refined Fool beers, yeah, Refined Fool's beers at uh, grocery stores, too. Um, I often see them at Loblaws. But this one came from the LCBO, and uh, everything they do... Like, Zane Needs a New Avocado Bag, that's a great IPA. Van Full of Weirdos or Bus Full of Weirdos, that's a good beer. Um, highly recommend Refined Fool across the board. And especially Party Sharks Foggy IPA. Uh, also, I actually, I, I noticed just then when I looked it up, they're sold out online. So I assume they're out at the brewery. So get it at the LCBO. Use the app. They'll help you find it. Mm. Well, friends... You know what time of year it is. If you're watching on Instagram, you can see my pride flag up in the corner there. Although you can't see all of it. There you go. There's the rest of it. When you can just see the red, orange, yellow, and green, it looks like it could be some, like, one of the flags that you see that are, like, from the African continent. And you're like, I think I recognize that flag, but I can't tell where it's from. Uh, but it's not. It's a pride flag. Because it's June, in case you missed it. And June is Pride Month in at least Canada and in a lot of places. Some places do it at a different time, and that always throws me off. It's like, oh, yeah, we're celebrating Pride Week in August. And I'm like, why? Anyway, um, it's Pride. Happy days. Ah, I'm really enjoying this beer. Uh, what's going to happen during Pride? Well, you know what's going to happen during Pride. Um, well, I mean, outside of the realm of beer... Um, a lot of awful people are going to be awful. And um, if you see or hear awful people being awful, please speak up <laughs> specifically to them. Tell them to stop being so awful. Uh, but within the beer scene, what's going to happen? Well, you know, companies are going to do a little bit of a, what we call rainbow washing, uh, which is a little bit like greenwashing, but with, uh, you know, queer stuff. <laughs> There will be many breweries who are year-round allies to the LGBTQ plus community. And chances are, if this is a brewery who you see supporting um, uh, charitable efforts for uh, queer-related things, you know, in August or in November... If they're doing something during Pride, fingers crossed it's not actually performative. They're doing it because they care. One of the markers is what are they doing to make the lives of 2SLGBTQI people better? And that can be as simple as we're donating proceeds of the sale of this beer to... X or Y charity. Uh, this event is a fundraiser for... Da, 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 da. Basically, it's literally putting money where their mouth is. Uh, are they ponying up and supporting? Um, and, and many will, and will do it a-okay. Don't just assume if you see a brewery with a rainbow flag, oh, they're just being performative. Do the homework. Uh, ask some questions. See what they say. Maybe they are being performative, but the only way to find out is to ask. The flip to that is uh, some breweries are very explicit with the thing that they're doing, and you can look at that and say, that's performative. A uh, key example 
I need a sip of beer. Would be our uh, our friends over at uh, old Budweiser AB InBev. Now you might remember, Budweiser uh, formed a strategic partnership with a trans social influencer, which led to a lot of uh, hate-filled rednecks to decide they were going to boycott. Uh, Budweiser, which is hilarious to me, but they did that. Um, then when there was all the backlash, I mean, on the one hand, they didn't like yank the campaign and be like, oh, we're sorry, we screwed up, which that would have been really bad. But on the other, they didn't then lean into that and be like, no, we're cool with this. What's the matter with you? Trans people are fine and we want a trans person to support our brand. Suck an egg. You know, uh, they didn't do that either. They just kind of circled the wagons and left it at that. Anyway, they did make an announcement. I actually saw this on Ben Johnson's uh, getting a lot of play tonight, Ben. Uh, Instagram might have actually been the podcast beer and bullshits uh, feed. But uh, Anheuser-Busch InBev has announced that they're making a donation in the amount of $200,000 United States currency to a charity. I can't remember which one. Which, on the one hand, $200,000 is a lot of money, and I bet any charity would be over the moon to receive a donation of $200,000. But Anheuser-Busch InBev's annual profits last year were like $5.3 billion, B, with a B, billion. Hundreds of thousands aren't even a rounding error. They're like the rounding error of a rounding error. It's such a tiny amount of money. Uh, if that's all they do, that's performative, <laughs> right? Um, I'm not saying you need to put your company into uh, financial risk to make a big enough donation, but when you're earning billions with a B and you're donating hundreds of thousands to the cause, that's just not a lot of money, comparatively speaking. Um, they could afford more <laughs> and they should. So fingers crossed, they pony up a bit more money and act a little bit less performative and a little bit more genuinely interested in trying to make the lives of queer people better. That'd be fantastic. What can you do friends during pride month? Well, here are a few things. If you yourself are straight and cis, cool. That's fine. No worries there. Uh, but <laughs> as mentioned, you guys have some of the biggest uh, social impact, especially if you're male and straight and white. Your voice goes a long way. So when you hear people saying stupid, ignorant stuff, it's on you to have that awkward conversation. Now, I'm not telling you to be a jerk about this. You don't have to come down as high and mighty. You can do it really casually. There are ways you can introduce that conversation to people, which admittedly, and I understand this because I've done it, is sometimes a little uncomfortable. But it's very simple to be like, oh, we don't really need to use that word to describe something being bad. That's a that's 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 equating somebody, perhaps mine, lived experience with inherently being bad. And we don't need to do that. We can we can say something better. I'm thinking specifically here when you hear somebody say, oh, that's so gay, unless they're actually talking about something that is actually so gay, like a fabulously dressed guy dancing with another guy and they're absolutely killing it you can be like that's pretty gay and that i mean go careful with that 
actually probably don't say that uh, unless you know them and you have a relationship where you can make that sort of a joke with them. Um, but if you're using it in a derogatory way, that's not necessary. There are better words that you can use uh, that don't belittle other people. Uh, have that conversation. Use your position uh, to make other people's lives better. Similarly, feel free to go ahead and make a donation. Even if this is the only time of the year that you make a donation to uh, a queer-based uh, community effort, at least you're doing it now, and that's fine. Make an effort to find out what breweries are doing and support the breweries that are actually doing positive things in their community. Again, specifically working to make the lives of 2SLGBTQI people better. Um, support breweries that have good inclusion policies that aren't themselves unsafe for queer people to take part at. Um, do all of that. That's all fantastic. And consider taking part in some pride events. I was going to say, especially if it makes you uncomfortable, I might go careful with that. Um, you know, you have to take care of yourself and you understand who you are and where you're coming from, but feel free to challenge yourself a bit. And maybe that means going to a, you know, a drag show or a drag story time. Uh, that'd be totally fine. But if that's something that you're not used to, feel free to use this as an excuse to reach out and, and take part in a way that maybe you haven't before. Um, you know, I don't know if people still do dirty bingo because I miss Shirley so dang much. We, we lost her, I mean, we knew it was coming, but way too soon. Um, but if there's like a dirty bingo, that's a fun, really low barrier uh, way to take part in um, something that maybe culturally isn't necessarily what you're used to. And just take some time to listen and learn, right? Expose yourself to something that you haven't been exposed to before. I'm not telling you you have to go to like a leather bar and, you know, get paddled. I mean, if you want to go for it. That doesn't sound like a terrible time, but I'm not saying that you have to go that far, but just find something that you can uh, take part in. It might be going to the parade. Maybe you just want to go watch the parade. Uh, that's a fantastic way to just show up for people. And again, don't go as a tourist. Go as a person who is open to hearing and understanding more than you did when you got there. That would be a really good start. That'd be a really good start. If, on the other hand, you're not straight and cis, I hope you have a great month, guys. It's going to be fun. Uh, get out to some parties. Definitely check out the parade. Check out the parades, plural, because we know there's multiple. Uh, I, myself, will be marching in the parade, I think, again this year. That's the plan, anyway. Uh, we walked in it last year with Ben uh, and uh, myself and my wife. And <laughs> Top secret, if you want to be the star of the parade, I mean, A, dress fabulously or barring that B, take a dog. Ginger was like everybody's favorite in our little section of the parade that was walking. Everyone wanted to pat Ginger. Uh, she had her little pride uh, bandana on, which I'll point out, um, she has chewed pretty significantly. We think that because she's from Texas, she might actually be homophobic, which is hilarious. She got into the wrong family, if that's the case. But we're, she's working on it, you know? It's, it's how she was raised. It's from a different time and place, you know? She doesn't understand. Anyway, people were loving Ginger, so we'll do that. We'll see. Maybe there was a really long wait before we marched, and we our daughter didn't come last year, and we're kind of glad because we waited like three hours before we could walk. But, uh, yeah, she might want to this year now, too. So we'll see. 
could be fun. If you're at the parade and you see me, call out to me. Be like, hey, Chris. And I'll be like, hey, what's up? And like, oh, you can pat my dog if you want. Um, that was actually probably one of the more surprising aspects was how many people along the parade route I bumped into that I knew. It was great. Um, so yeah, come out to the parade. That's that's the uh, the main Pride March, uh, the, the finale one. Um, there's also the Dyke March the day before. And I I think the Friday... Well, you can look it up. I don't want to commit to anything here. Anyway, there's a couple of good parades. And if you're not in Toronto, find out what's happening locally. There's probably a parade. And especially if you're in a smaller town, just going out to support that is actually a really big step. Um, it just shows people that this is a fine and totally normal thing to do. And so do it. Um, that's a pretty big deal, too. Anyway, that's what we got on for Pride. This, incidentally, not a Pride-related beer, as far as I know. Um... I don't know where Refined Fool stands. Uh, I should look at their social media more and maybe ask some questions. My perception based on my previous interactions with them is that they're probably pretty chill, but uh, I don't know that for sure. Sure don't want to get proven wrong there. I like their beers, but I could stop drinking them if they're total D-bags. But I don't think they are. They seem like pretty cool people. Anyway, that's what ha that's what's happening now. Tonight, we were drinking Party Sharks Foggy IPA from Refined Fool, and we were talking about all the fun stuff that you can do during Pride, especially if Pride isn't anything specifically special for you because you're straight and cis. Uh, there are still plenty of cool things you can do, both to improve yourself and to improve the lives of the people around you. And I would invite you to look into that. Um, reach out to me if you got any questions. I mean, I certainly don't have all the answers, but I'm happy to answer. I would also point out Google exists, so you can ask that too. You could ask Bard. You could ask Bard to put it in a, um, a limerick. You can say, Bard, please write me a limerick about what I should be doing during Pride Month. Actually... <laughs> Like, do that, but then take it with a grain of salt. My early experiences with Bard have not been fantastic. It's got nothing on ChatGPT. That's all I'm saying. Google, sort your shit out. Uh, anyway, that's what we're doing tonight. That's it. We're done. We're done. Guys, I'll be back next week. I'm going to try. My life is very busy right now, but I'm going to try to seek out a beer that is Brewed for Pride, that does something good for Pride, funds raised, etc., etc., whatever. Uh, find one and maybe try and keep it Pride-themed for the rest of the month, because we've got at least three Mondays to go, which will be fantastic. Uh, by the way, I know I didn't talk about rugby. It's because even though three, well, two of our teams won, one drew, but the ones lost really badly, and I'm still not ready to talk about that. So ask me about it later. Rugby's still an amazing sport, and you should take part. Hit me up if you want to. I can connect you. Other than that, you know the drill. Take care of each other out there. Be safe. Be good to people. Don't be one of the people who we need to speak to because it's pride and be like, seriously, what are you doing? Be one of the people who's having that conversation. Be the person saying, seriously, what are you doing? Not the person who that is said to. Aspire for that. That's what you should aspire for this week. And have a good one. I'm going to go eat a salmon burger. It's going to be delicious. Rob Curry and the Curry Brothers are going to take us home like they always do. Link is in the bio. Pick up this record, please. It's fantastic. Have a good night. Bye.